I knew that if this was the suspect that was involved in the shootings, that he had shot at least two people and uh, was indiscriminately just shooting people, and he had to be stopped. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. The podcast that makes your law enforcement dreams happen. Welcome to the Go Law Enforcement podcast brought to you by GoLawEnforcement.com. I'm your host, Joe Lebowski. If you're looking for a job in law enforcement, GoLawEnforcement.com has the largest listing of law enforcement job openings. The requirements to be a police officer are different for every state. To find out if you meet the requirements to be a police officer in your state, Take a short three-question quiz by going to golawenforcement.com forward slash quiz. That's golawenforcement.com forward slash quiz. An Omaha, Nebraska police officer found himself in a situation where he needed to stop a gunman on a deadly shooting spree. Officer Coral Walker was awarded the Public Safety Medal of Valor from the President of the United States in honor of his actions that day. Officer Walker, thank you for being on the Go Law Enforcement podcast. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. And you're a police officer with the Omaha Police Department in Nebraska. That is correct, yes. And how did you get into law enforcement? Uh, I would say probably about ninth or 10th grade in high school. I started having an interest in law enforcement. During my younger years prior to that, I wanted to become a doctor and uh, go out to the West Coast and and live the exciting life of being a doctor and having a lot of money and fast cars and everything like that. But then as I got older, I uh, had some influence in in my hometown from people that were in law enforcement and police work, and, and I decided that that was the route I wanted to take. Was there any special education or training that kind of got you on the path into law enforcement? Uh, Not necessarily um, education. I would just say that um, the transition from a small town to moving to Omaha was uh, an eye-opener and an education, for lack of a better word. I got into work with corrections, and uh, that helped a lot, and that got me real excited for getting into law enforcement. So I tested for Omaha when they had a class coming up, and I lucked out and was chosen to be part of the academy class that year. And how long have you been a police officer with Omaha? Uh, July will be 18 years. And can you kind of briefly describe what you do in your role as police officer in Omaha? Well, right now, um, and since I started, I've been part of what we call the Uniform Patrol Bureau. I'm in a marked cruiser, I'm in a uniform, and uh, do officer-initiated law enforcement work as well as uh, respond to radio calls and calls for service or crimes in progress. Are there any particular details that you're part of in addition to your your main role? I'm a field training officer, um, so when we have an academy class, when we have recruits that graduate the academy, they come out and they ride with a veteran officer for um, 10 weeks, sometimes longer, after they've done the academy, and I help train new officers that way. I'm also an EVO instructor at some emergency vehicle operations, and I assist in training the recruits and uh, how to drive the police cruisers in emergency 
vehicle operations. Can we go back to a particular day in, in June of, of 2013? Did that day start off like any other day? Absolutely. It sure did. It was a beautiful day. Sun was out. Uh, the first half of the shift was relatively uneventful. Um, there wasn't a lot going on as, as far as radio calls, calls for service or anything like that. And then uh, I remember the first call for the for the first shooting. Shooting just occurred, 3104 Haskell Street, apartment 9. State someone in the hallway has been shot. No further information. They drove a squad in route. Victim is a male, possibly from apartment 10. Can hear a female scream in the background. State suspect was a Hispanic male, black hair, 357, blue zip up hoodie. Did you respond to the first shooting? I did not. I was not in service, and it was not an area of the, the precinct that I worked. When that second uh, shooting happened, were you one of the responding officers to that, that incident? When the second shooting happened, I was on another call, but I remember hearing it, and I remember thinking that the location of the second shooting was close enough to the location of the first shooting that it, I wondered if it wasn't the same suspect. Shooting just occurred, 3901 South 33rd Street. Any available units? Citywide respond with your number. Now last seen southbound on 33rd Street on foot. Safe is wearing a blue ball cap with white trim, black long sleeve shirt, plaid shorts. Do we have a witness following the uh, the suspect? I was remembering, I was thinking to myself that this is pretty serious. This is unprecedented. It's not something that usually happens on a Saturday afternoon. How long passed after that second shooting until there was another incident? If I remember correctly, I would say as far as the notification from the dispatcher, maybe maybe five minutes. Be advised we're now getting reports possibly another shooting at 34F is in Frank Street, 34F is in Frank. Five to unclear, is there a vehicle involved? Are these possibly all related? Hospital related suspect information is similar. No, there was an original vehicle listed. Parties at the shooting at 3901 South 33rd Street are stating that their suspect is on foot. Did you respond to that third shooting? Uh, by the time that that third shooting went out, they had a physical and clothing description of the suspect and that he was on foot in a particular area of the southeast precinct and uh, it was as I was coming into that area that a civilian uh, citizen flagged me down from his car and uh, told me that he just witnessed a guy shoot another individual and he gave me a clothing description and a direction of travel for him. So now you knew what the suspect looked like, his direction of travel. What did you do next? At that point, with the information that the citizen gave me, he was not very far from my location, and I asked the uh, citizen to pull him behind me in his car and make sure that I had the right guy because the direction of travel that he pointed at, I could not see anybody on foot because of the lay of the land. But as I moved further south, about 100 yards or so, then that's when I saw the suspect or what I believed to be the suspect on foot walking in the middle of the road. And when you first made contact with him walking in the middle of the road, what was he doing? He was walking in a southern direction, which was away from my cruiser. When I first noticed him, he was probably 
50 yards away from me, walking in the middle of the street. And uh, it was clear that he was carrying something. As he was walking away, his hands were not at his side. I could not see his hand. So it, it appeared to me that uh, he was carrying something or was holding on to his abdomen or something like that. And uh, that's when I grabbed the, the radio on my cruiser and uh, notified dispatch that I believe I had the suspect. Did he see you at this point? Not at this point, no. After you, you radioed in, did you continue to shorten the distance between you and the suspect? Absolutely. I knew that if this was the suspect that was involved in the shootings, that he had shot at least two people and uh, was indiscriminately just shooting people, and he had to be stopped. So I presume that he's walking, you're in your squad, you're obviously shortening that distance. What happened next? I rolled up behind him and then to his right. I remained in my car, but I came, my, my cruiser, but I came up to his side and I gave him verbal commands to show me his hands. And obviously at that point in time, he knew you were there. Did he turn to face you? He turned to face me and raised his weapon at me. And what did you do at that point? At that point, I fired my weapon. We exchanged fire for a short time. It seemed like it was an eternity, but it was a relatively short time. And uh, thankfully, I was able to stop the individual. Fire, fire 13, several shots fired. Suspect down at Dolman and F. Help an officer, Dolman and F Street. Help an officer, Dolman and F. Officer flying suspect shot. Clear, cancel the help. During the shooting, obviously, you're firing, he's firing. Were you kind of torn between, I need to take cover, but on the other hand, I need to get be accurate with my shots, so I need to keep a good visual on him? I was still in my cruiser. I was still in the seat of position in the driver's seat, and uh, I had no cover to go to. Um, I remember I was surprised that he was not going down. I knew that I was hitting him, and uh, I could see the muzzle flash from his weapon. And um, I was surprised that I was not hit. But then I, you know, just, I thought maybe I am hit and I just don't know it yet. But uh, I was surprised that he wasn't going down immediately because I knew that I was hitting him. How many rounds struck your squad? Uh, let's see. He fired, if I remember correctly, he fired a total of seven rounds and he hit my cruiser three times, I believe, my driver's door. Could you hear the rounds hitting the squad? No. It's, uh, it's a real good example of what they teach us in the academy about auditory exclusion. I don't remember even hearing my gun go off. I remember the muzzle flash from my weapon, the muzzle flash from his weapon, but I don't remember hearing any shots. How many shooting victims were there that day? Four. And what was the outcome for those four victims? Two of them passed. And, uh, I don't believe there was a third fatality, but the uh, individual that was shot first, that was the first shooting for that day, is still alive. Do you know, was there any relationship between the shooter and his victims? Not that I am aware of. It's very likely that had you not stopped him, he would have continued on with what he was doing? I believe so. He uh, had an additional fully loaded magazine on his person for the weapon that he had. So I believe just in his behavior 
up until I engaged him, I, I think he would have continued shooting. Was there anything to explain his behavior? He was uh, had an extremely high level of methamphetamine in his system, and I think that is part of the reason why he was behaving the way that he was. I would like to think that he wouldn't have behaved that way if he was stone-cold sober. In 2016, you received the Public Safety Medal of Valor at the White House from President Obama. That must have been an amazing experience. Oh, it was it was an incredible experience, and it was absolutely unexpected. I uh, had gotten a call from Chief Todd Smarter of our department. He indicated to me that uh, he received a call from the Department of Justice and that I was going to be one of 13 officers that was awarded that Medal of Valor in D.C. at the White House. He said, this is a pretty big honor. I hope that you're going to go. And it's like, I wouldn't miss that for the world, of course. And I know you're very humble. You give credit to the citizens and what they did that day to help stop the event. It was definitely really inspiring what the citizens did that day. I mean, unfortunately, we live in a time, not just in Omaha, but throughout the nation, that that a lot of folks are intimidated and scared by violence that goes on around them. And these folks, the folks that called 911, the folks that actually got in their own personal vehicles and followed this guy so that they could keep an eye on him. Uh, we had a retired police officer that assisted in that way. And uh, they definitely put themselves in harm's way to keep an eye on this guy until help could arrive. And uh, they could have simply chosen just to close the blinds on their house, on their windows, and thought to themselves, well, somebody else will take care of it. But they didn't. They stepped up and uh, they made things happen. And they were very, very instrumental in stopping this. Officer Walker, it's been an honor to have you on the Go Law Enforcement Podcast. Joe, I appreciate it very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. If you're looking for a job in law enforcement, check out the largest listing of law enforcement jobs on golawenforcement.com to help you get that law enforcement job you want and deserve. We put together a special guide for you. Seven inside tips to get a law enforcement job fast. You can get the guide for free just by going to jobtipsnow.com. That's jobtipsnow.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening.